You're listening to Create Wealth Through Franchising, and I'm your host, Kim Daly. In my 20 years as a franchise consultant, I've helped hundreds of people achieve their dreams of building and scaling franchise businesses to create wealth. The interview you're about to hear can also be found on my YouTube channel, where I post new franchising content multiple times per week. Please take a moment to subscribe to the podcast and to my YouTube channel at kimdaily.tv. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Daily Coach YouTube channel. Today, we're going to have a great and inspiring conversation with my great friend, Kevin Wilson. He is the CEO of Buzz Franchise Brands, here to talk to us today about building a franchise brand and selling it to private equity. There's a lot of, I think, misconceptions about what private equity may mean to a franchise business that we want to dispel today, but also inspire those entrepreneurs who have the dream to build their own franchise brand brand and bring it into private equity. Um, What does that look like? What does it take? Why is private equity interested in a franchise? Those are all the questions that we want to cover today with my good friend, Kevin Wilson. Kevin, welcome to the Daily Coach YouTube channel. Hey, good afternoon, Kim. It's great to be with you and uh, excited to uh, have our conversation today. It's going to be awesome. But before we dive in a little bit, let's set up a little bit about your background um, and how you got into franchising and started building Mosquito Joe in order to bring it to that amazing uh, finish. Sure. You know, very quickly, my background is a little little different than maybe most uh, you might see in franchising. I started my career at Bain & Company, uh, large management consulting firm working for big companies, and uh, but always was very entrepreneurial. And uh, left the firm, started my first franchise called Benny's Bagels. And I don't know, Kim, you may not even know that, but it was uh, it was in Dallas, Texas. Uh, we opened a chain of bagel stores. More because I'm a carbophobe than because I'm not <laughs> old enough necessarily. That's probably <laughs> true. Well, you know, selling <laughs> selling bagels to Texans uh, back in the mid-90s was quite a challenge. It, it looks like a donut, but doesn't quite taste like a donut. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was fun. And we grew that business to 30 locations. Uh, I went back into big business, mostly in the aviation industry um down in south africa and then i spent um several years in private equity myself and in many cases making investments in franchising companies uh before breaking out on my own about 10 years ago uh, we bought a small company called mosquito joe it had a couple a couple uh, trucks a few hundred customers and then we turned that business from we rebranded it raised money hired a team and then grew that through franchising to about 350 locations in the country, 34 states, um, and, and we sold that business. And, but since then, we've also uh, built and started to grow other businesses, Pool Scouts, Home Clean Heroes, and British Swim School. So that's a little nutshell of my background. It's so unbelievable. So we're going to back up, backtrack a little bit because okay. you blew right past this whole Mosquito Joe thing. Okay. Yeah, we can <laughs> so, so when you acquired Mosquito Joe, was it with the intent of building it and selling it into private equity? Uh, not exactly. It was always with the intent of building a great company. And if you do that, you start with the, the foundation, you build a good team, you build it with good franchisees, you make sure that the system works, then you have a lot of options after that. One of the options is to sell the business, another option is to continue to grow it. Um, we considered all those options, but it was never right from the very beginning to sell the business. It was all about building something that really worked well, that helped make franchisees successful. 
It really is a great company. I, I can attest because I placed yeah. many a franchisee into Mosquito yeah. Joe. So always had strong validation. Okay, so you didn't start out on that path. So you were just building a solid company. I guess you weren't you weren't trying to meet certain, you know, targets or or markers to then say, okay, now we're ready to 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 move on to the next thing. No, not not exactly. I mean, we 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 raised money uh, from outside investors, but it was always individual money. It was never institutional money, so it allowed us a little bit more flexibility. Certainly, uh, we didn't feel like we ever had a gun to our head to get some sort of exit at, at any one time. Uh, but having said that, you know, when when a, when somebody an entre entrepreneur takes money from investors, there's this obligation to, as a good fiduciary, to you know, grow that business, grow that investment, and ultimately give them a return on their money. And so we had to evaluate a lot of options. We had to evaluate, do we do we bring on debt and provide a distribution that way? And I didn't really like doing that. I didn't want to saddle the company with debt. Um, another option was to sell all of Buzz Franchise brands. You know, at that point in time, we had, um, we had Pool Scouts and we had Home Clean Heroes. But I really liked what I was doing. I had a dedicated team at this point in time running uh, Mosquito Joe. So, so the other option was just to carve Mosquito Joe out and run a process just for that company. And so that's what we chose to do. But one of the things when we did that was I knew every franchisee personally. And I wanted to make sure that wherever, wherever they landed, wherever we sold to, they, they were going to be in a good spot. And so... Uh, we ran the process and we ended up finding a good home for them with uh, with Neighborly, and uh, which is backed by private equity called Harvest uh, Partners. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if this franchise sounds like a fit for you, I would love to be your Daily Coach. Email me right now for a totally free consultation at inquire at kimdaily.tv. So th there is that myth out there among the corporate refugees who find the daily coach, you know, and they were laid off because private equity came in and now their position was eliminated. So how does private equity affect franchising? Is it more positive than negative or could it be both? You know, I, I, I mean, I think it absolutely could be both. I think it really comes down to the firm, their view. In this case, you know, Neighborly was a well-known franchising company in the country. You know, they're they're uh, they're very large in the service brands concepts. They're well run. Um, this was really an acquisition by them, where Neighborly then is owned by private equity. So I felt like with Mosquito Joe, the management team that was going to be going with the business, all of whom are I'm close to, uh, as well as those franchisees, were going to be part of a new family that would be well run. Um, it, it ultimately, as an entity, Neighborly will likely be sold again because that's what they've done historically. I think they've been sold four or five times, um, but it won't really impact the franchisees. At the end of the day, the franchisees have their franchise agreement that they've signed and they have to, you know, all, all, those, all those obligations have to be honored by the acquirer. Uh, but the most important thing is to make sure that they're with a group that understands franchising and understands the support that's needed for franchisees. Yeah, so certainly neighborly, neighborly does or did. Does. Yeah, yeah, that, that's their core absolutely. business is franchising. So that makes a ton of sense. So 
I mean, it does it culturally, you know, I'm coaching my candidates when they start thinking about a franchise because nobody wakes up, no offense to how cute Mosquito right. Joe is, but nobody really wakes up and goes, oh, yeah, show me that mosquito business, Kim, yeah. right? So there's a little sales job on my part I got to do. But really, it, so it comes down to you're investing in leadership, you're investing in people, you know, you're, I want you to find people, not a widget, the widget can become irrelevant. If the people behind the widget aren't smart enough to keep adapting and driving that brand and that widget forward, right? So what happens to the culture of and the leadership when the leadership change comes in? What happens to the culture that that franchisee raised their hand and said yes to? Is that a very care like a delicate dance that has to happen in that buyout situation? You know, I, I think it I think it depends on on the franchisee and the individual, and everybody can. Um, so I, I actually believe that most franchisees they create a culture in their company for themselves or whatever that is. They have employees, they have they have customers. They're going to create their own subculture of whatever. And I think that's for a franchisee, I think that's largely the most important thing for the success of their business. You know, if you move up a level to their relationship with the franchisor, you know, we have a unique culture at Buzz Franchise Brands. It's very different than Neighborly's culture at Buzz Fran- than, than we are. Uh, their culture works well for them. Our culture works well for us. I think the management team of Mosquito Joe is the one probably more impacted by culture differences than, say, the franchisees are when, a, uh, when an acquisition goes through. So for the entrepreneur who's listening, who has the idea of building a franchise brand and taking it, you know, bringing it into private equity, what advice do you give to that entrepreneur? You, you can never go wrong when you focus on the people, right? And I think if you focus on your people, you take care of your people, you develop a good strategy for the business, um, hit your targets, grow it, you're going to have a lot of options out there. Um, that's sort of the approach that we took. I've seen that similar approach with franchisees as well. I know we, you probably want to talk about that as well, but I mean, I've seen the similar approach with franchisees where, you know, they've, they've got a view of where they want to be in five years. They want to get a certain number of territories. They want to scale those territories to a certain level. And then they want to leave enough for there's more growth for the next person coming in. But at that point, they've been at it three to five years and it's time for them to realize their liquidity of that. And, and very common. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I'm coaching all of my candidates to always begin with the end in mind and not to think so long term because that's a big weighty decision that really becomes hard to make. But if you set yourself up that within five, seven, you know, maybe up to 10 years, you want an exit for yourself, whether that's, you know, passing it on, selling it to a manager or selling it somewhere else. And let's say that you get there and you're having the time of your life and you keep going, it's a win. But if you get there and you're ready to sell, it's still a win in your mind. And I just like that better than people feeling like this was going to be the thing I did for 15 years. And then at year seven, they're like, man, I want to sell this business. And in some way, it sort of feels like a little bit of a failure. Yeah. I mean, look, we, we had, I, you know, a story, Kim, I love to tell. Uh, and I think they, they, they set it up better than anyone. It's, it, was a, it was a couple that came to us from, uh, from Baltimore. He was a uh, a former U.S. Airways pilot, and he was uh, currently he was a pilot with um, he flew the private jet for Under Armour. And when he met me, 
Um, Not a bad game. No, great game, right? <laughs> I mean, he said, but you'll, you'll like this. He said, you know, Kevin, my dream here is, you know, right now I walk up the steps of that at that airplane and I turn left. I want to be able to walk up the steps and turn right. And so that <laughs> that just resonated with me right away. And so um, as a pilot, <laughs> and, right? And so so he said, he said, look, I want to make sure that we have enough to realize what we want to do. So they they took. Um, they took five territories. I think they came back and bought a sixth and maybe seventh after the second year. But they grew their business uh, to a level where they had set their goals. They then ran a process with, um, at, at this time, we had just sold to Neighborly. They ran a process with the development team at Neighborly, and they found a buyer for their business. Their goal was to move from Baltimore down to Florida full time. They moved down to Florida, got a place on the water. And this is the part that I love to tell is they got um, they got two jet skis. Uh, the colors were branded in Mosquito Joe colors. One jet ski is called Mo. The other one is called Joe. <laughs> and they are living they are living their dream. And they, they did exactly what they said they were going to do. And we've had them back to talk to franchisees at conventions and other things. They were they were one of the speakers at um, our Pool Scouts convention. And they just had a plan and they executed the plan flawlessly. There wasn't ups and downs. Nothing is linear, right? But they they had they had a plan and they executed it great. And I love seeing that. I mean our our mission at Buzz Franchise Brands is to enable people to realize their dreams. And one of the reasons why we've always connected with you well Kim and 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 that consultant community writ large is that you know, that's what we're doing. We're helping people improve their lives, getting into an opportunity. And these guys just did it perfectly. Hey, Daily Coach fans, if you're inspired by this conversation, I invite you to email me right now to explore this franchise opportunity. My email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. That's what gets us out of bed every day. That is the entire purpose of this YouTube channel and Kim Daily TV, right. right? To share the good news, the inspiring stories and in franchising of everyday people changing their lives. And how fun to hear that a pilot, a sexy yeah. pilot at that, <laughs> or a corporate company, you know, buying into a mosquito spraying company, like that's a Kim Daly kind of story. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and it's interesting because it's it's everybody thinks about um, yeah, mos- like in this case, mosquitoes, outdoor pest control, like, oh, ah, this is terrible. But, you know, it's it's all about taking care of customers, providing a service they find valuable, taking care of your employees, building, you know, treating them better than they've been treated anywhere else. And then over time, you just build this great foundation and you build this business that, you know, when you wake up five years later or three years later after hard work, you've got something that's really valuable. Um, and it's fun to see and you're, and you feel rewarded. You feel like you've achieved your goals and equity. That's yours to sell, you know, at the end of it, that's the goal, right? Whether you're the franchisor selling it or you're the franchisee building it and selling it, that was a great way to set that up. Awesome. So, okay. So let's flip back now to the conversation about the entrepreneur, maybe thinking about building a brand. So let's talk about private equity in franchising yep. today in 2021, because there's a lot of private equity money coming in. Like why, why do you think that is? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're coming in, in, in two different places, right? I think they're, they're coming in at the franchisor level and that's where they've come in historically. And they like, they like the franchising business because um, for a couple of different reasons. One, 
Uh, we have franchise agreements that typically are 10 years in duration. So there's, there's certainty around revenue and commitment levels. Um, there's also not a lot of capex from the from the company that's required so we could just we can continue to grow and it's really about adding people and it's not about adding capex so they like those business they're they're very um they're cash flow positive cash flow creative type businesses that they like what we're seeing recently is private equity coming into uh as franchisees and you know historically we've seen that in the restaurant industry bricks and mortar you saw a lot of that but we're now starting to see it in service brands and other other types of concepts of franchisees where they're coming in and they're either doing one of two things they're either uh, focused on a single brand and growing uh as a franchisee or in some cases they're focused on certain markets and becoming multi-franchisees, multi-brand franchisees. Um, and both work really well. And as long as they, and it's the same thing, as long as they can get good people to work for them, private equity is is willing to uh, work in that. You're seeing a lot of it in the gym space, you know, with you know, companies like Planet Fitness Planet and other Fitness. things, right? Yeah, had, not to interrupt you, but I there's a video I've put out on this very channel with a former Planet Fitness franchisee who is paid a very nice multiple to walk away at 58 years old and is, you know, set for probably three lifetimes. <laughs> no, and, and that's great. And that he spent his time and now they're handing it off to the, the, the next, you know, either the next generation or in this case, private equity. And so, and then the final answer to your question, why is it's just that there's just so much money out there in these private equity funds. They've got to deploy it. They're willing to pay up, pay some multiples that are higher than maybe they have historically because they've got to put the capital to work over a short period of time. And so, uh, and that doesn't seem to be abating. That just continues uh, it, it, to, at least for the last several years, I've seen a lot of money out there. And so, you know, there's, the Daily Coach loves to sort of debunk this another myth that, you know, truly smart investors don't invest in franchising. Um, and you've just dispelled that in so many ways. But where do you think, like, why do you, why do you think that people with advanced degrees or, you know, just people who've come from big corporate backgrounds sometimes have a stigma about franchising? And as someone who came from a really big corporate background and has made a lot of money through franchising, what do you say to those people? You know, I, I we we're starting to see a lot more of those. Um, they have different names for them: corporate refugees or others coming in. But and we like those people because there's something that you learn from being part of a large organization, right? Sometimes you learn the things you don't like about about business and management of people. And that's important. 50% of what you do want is 50% of what you don't want. But you, you get, you, you've learned, you've learned how to, what I, what we've seen with recent people that have come through here is they learn how to manage teams. They learn how to lead teams. They learn how to sell parts of businesses in a large company. We love people like that because they, they've got the mindset. Now, all we need to do is teach them the parts specifically about the unique business. And uh, some people have the stigma about getting themselves over that. I mean, I over, you know, spraying for mosquitoes or cleaning homes or cleaning pools. You know, my view on this is, you know, if you remove yourself a little bit from the service, just understand, is it valuable to the customer? Think about the relationships you're having with the customer and the lives you're changing with the employees that you hire and that you're doing it all for yourself. That's the thing. And what I've, what I've found with people is it's, 
usually what people say to me after they've been in the business for six months to a year is, yeah, I said, you know, do you have any regrets? The regret is always, I wish I had done it earlier. I wish I had done it earlier. It consistently comes up. And I don't know if it's a confidence thing. I don't know if it's a risk profile in terms of where they are in their in their lives, but it's something, but it's always the same answer. I really wish I had started this earlier, but it doesn't matter. I'm in it now and I'm really happy. So yeah. So if anybody out there watching this video has been thinking about this for a long time, there's never going to be a, re a right time to take that leap. Right. The time is right now because you're watching this video. So leave a comment below, reach directly out to me because you can achieve your dreams in franchising. It's just all about finding the right partner which is in fact why The Daily Coach has a business to help you not have to worry about that on your own. That's what I do. I cut through all the chase and, you know, I know which companies are have leadership like Kevin Wilson and which don't, you know, which are the ones to be moving and shaking with and which are the ones to potentially stay away from at this point in time. So, um, if, if you're inspired by this, reach out. Let's go. I'm ready to go if you're ready to go. So, Kevin, let's let's um, let's wrap this up. Let's talk a little bit about Buzz Franchise Brands and um, your vision for, you know, one thing you were saying when you said pool cleaning and mosquitoes, I thought, wow, reoccurring, reoccurring, reoccurring. So home services, of course, but then reoccurring revenue. Is that sort of your the simple business model that sort of like you have it? Is, is each business run exactly the same and it's just a different vertical? Yeah, pretty, yeah, almost great observation. So we have, we have three businesses. We have a home cleaning business, a residential pool cleaning business, and then we have swim lessons and instructions. And we teach, that's British swim school. In that case, we teach survival skills to uh, toddlers all the way up through children. But if you look at the similarities across these three businesses, there's more similarities than there are differences. One, they're all low investment. Two, uh, the fixed operating costs on all of them are very low. Three, um, all are very high gross margin businesses. So there's, you know, after you cover your employees, there's very little to cover after that. It, you get to a very quick break even, and they're all ramped very fast. But one of the things we like about all of these businesses is we get in front of the customer either weekly or bi-weekly. And in the case of British Swim School, we're getting in front of those customers a couple times a week. And so when that happens, we end up getting really good engagement with the customers that gives us really high retention and ultimately we gives us good referrals. And that's what you build your business on are referrals from other customers. And so all three of these, we like them. They're great businesses. They're all a little bit different um, in terms of the service they provide, but they are all great businesses, all have great leadership in place. And so we'd love to talk to any of your candidates, Kim, who, uh, who are interested in uh, learning more. If anybody that's watching this video has seen any other Daily Coach videos, I mean, Kevin Wilson just summarized so many videos that I spent 10 or 15 minutes trying to make one point on. So low fixed costs, big margin services, sometimes the unsexy businesses, not the ones that you're going to find on Entrepreneur 500. Those are some of the ones that, you know, truly smart investors are looking at for all of the reasons that he just mentioned. If you are inspired by this video, whether it's to learn more about the private equity route, or if you're just inspired to take your own journey into starting your own franchise business, I absolutely encourage you to leave a comment below and then I can pre-qualify you and check the territory for any of the businesses that you may have interest in. Interest in. And, you know, maybe we ha have a deeper conversation to make sure that what your goals are, these, you know, can be achieved through uh, the businesses at Buzz Brands first. Does that sound like a good idea, Kevin?
I love it. It's a great idea. You know, as Kim knows, I make uh, I make a lot of referrals to people, and Kim's one of the best out there. So, um, you know, you, you won't go wrong with Kim. She'll uh, she'll understand what your needs are and get you into the right location. It's so true. You bless me with so many of your amazing yeah. friends. I like I love you so much for that. All right, so you heard it here. If I can help you and inspire you toward any of the Buzz brands or any franchise concept, I encourage you to leave a comment below. If you've enjoyed this video, absolutely don't forget to like and subscribe. And if you ring the bell, then you'll be alerted every time The Daily Coach has a new inspiring message to share with you. Thank you so much, Kevin Wilson, for joining The Daily Coach YouTube channel. And to all of you, I am Kim Daly, your Daily Coach. If you found this inspiring, please contact me at inquire at kimdaily.tv. My consulting services are totally free to you. Again, that email is inquire at kimdaily.tv. I can't wait to hear from you.